0: You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Well, it seems like they're they're gathering the the veterans, OJ uh, uh, Odell Beckham, right? Obey, OBJ, and, mm-hmm. and, and of course uh, Aaron Rodgers and yeah. Zeke. I'm sure maybe there'll be another one or two in there.
1: Yeah, it's Brunkowski. a Super
0: Bowl. I mean, it just shows you it's a Super Bowl or bust kind Move. of situation. Absolutely. Yeah, it's not just to go win the division or just be better or just make the playoffs. This is you're gathering all the the guys who have been there before and well, not there. But, you know, I mean, (laughs) Ezekiel Elliott's not been the Super Bowl, but, Mm -mm. you know, guys that have been around the block. And uh, so who knows? Yeah, of course, it would be nice if they could get, you know, the weird thing about the the Odell Beckham and, and the Zeke thing. I don't really look at that as their greatest needs. No, Mm-mm. they're big names. I think yeah. Beckham can still really play, and and I think Zeke would be a good goal line back for the Jets. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't really look at goal line back and another receiver as being the 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 uh, top of the the wish list. No, Calais Campbell would be nice, or an offensive lineman. Yeah, but I yeah. don't think there were any of those guys just sitting
1: around. No, those guys, no, when they're just sitting around, they're no good. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, Joe, Joe Douglas has had a couple of those guys. Yeah, he he, he knows no around. good offensive linemen. Yeah. Yep. He knows them. He knows. He's seen a lot of them. He has. Let's get back to the phones. Uh, let's talk to Jose in Brooklyn. Jose, you're next on 98.7. Hey,
2: good evening, guys. How's it going?
1: Not too bad, well, Jose. What's going with you? Oh, oh, what you got? Not too bad. Oh,
2: well, I had a couple points. I had a one uh a jet point and uh and a Knicks point. I'll get into the Knicks point real quick since they just had that horrible game. Um I'm kind of very concerned because now it's it's looking like a um uh, I don't want to say we're going to slide into the 7th seed, but I think that's kind of what may happen. And my my three points with the Knicks, it's kind of a three-parter it's like my 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 concerns is it's the foundational pieces. typical Randall and Barrett. Um, Thibodeau, I don't know. What go, uh, like the fact that the defense has been so horrible throughout the with, with the closeouts and the three points and the pick and rolls that lead to easy three points. These are things that can be fixed. And there's certain there there comes a time where, where where Thibodeau does have to be taken to task, and also the offensive game planning is just horrible. It, it, it's very it's very rudimentary. Everyone knows that they're gonna put Julius Randle to. Make his shots in the first quarter, and then they know that R.J. Barrett's gonna, you know, try to come up with the bench unit. They already know they they already know that they already know the f- formula essentially, and it's coming there. And then with 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 Randall just. I don't want to hear the excuses for him. I don't care if he's done it before. That's inexcusable what he did today Today with quickly because that's something that can cost us in the playoffs and will cost us in the playoffs. And as far as R.J. Barrett, the criticism is fair, especially on his defense side, because I don't know how he went from... Just a couple years ago, shutting down guys like John Morant and, and Jalen Brown, to all of a sudden just being the worst offensive defensive player I've ever seen. Ever <laughs> seen. seen It's becoming it's becoming very concerning. And as far as the jet point, to uh-huh. get to, to 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 make this quick, um, my concern with this trade, um, I- I'm not a big Nicole Hardman fan. And I'm just—I think it's more of a lateral or a downgrade move to what they did. And I don't care what, what what rationale it is. That Elijah Moore trade, the Bronx fleeced us because there's no way um, there's no way I'm giving a wide receiver who was a second overall, second with a second round, eighth overall pick. For and trading him for a number two round pick. And then I have to give up an additional third round just to get that pick. And I hope I hope at least Aaron Rodgers because if it doesn't, it's going to be a very, very long season. You're right. And I know that. you're enjoying this, Gordon. I know I you're enjoying yeah, this. Yeah, it's great.
0: No, well, look, you're getting Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. I mean, that, that much is, is clear. You're getting Aaron Rodgers. Now, I would think that the, the second round pick that you got is going to be part of that package here before mm-hmm. the draft. Um, and and more uh, is expendable because I think you very well might end up with uh, Odell Beckham Jr. as well. So if all those things – just in a vacuum, the trade itself, obviously that's a terrible trade. But I think that that trade was made because it ties into other things.
1: Right. It ties into other things. Plus it gives you – you now have a replacement for, bar, for Barrios – you know, in yeah. on special teams. Mm-hmm. So he can do that too. Once again, if he's healthy, it's going it, to, it, it, it could work out very good for you if he's healthy. And that, that's, you know, that's always the caveat. Boy, Jose, you said a lot of stuff about the Knicks. Um, here, here's what I'll say. I'm not ready to blame Tibbs for how they're playing defensively. We know what the offense is. The way the offense has been cooking is, A, it's been Brunson, obviously. But the other thing, Gordon, is that, they've been better with pace. They, they've been the team that's pushed the basketball a little bit offensively. And so by pushing the basketball, especially when Josh Hart has come in and has the ball, he likes to push the basketball, which means it gets people on their heels. You you get easier shots. I mean, when they're in the half court sometimes, they just slog through. So that's part of it. But from a defensive standpoint, guys are just not able to go through. for some reason, they've been – Two things that's jumped out at you, aside from the closeouts and everything that we've talked about, Gordon, they, they're they going back to going under the screen on the pick and roll, mm-hmm. which never works because that means you're always, you're always going to be late. So they've gone back to that. And for some reason, and they're not the only team, but once again, as Alan said, we're holding them to a higher standard, and they had not been doing this. Gordon, they give up the baseline like three or four times a game. You're supposed to shut the baseline off and bring the player to the to the court and to this to the lane where you have help. All right, that's you're supposed to use that as a third defender.
0: Clyde has made. They could sponsor Clyde bringing this point up <laughs> during games because it happens so regularly.
1: That and throwing the ball across court. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Those two things mm-hmm. drives him nuts. Drives
3: him nuts.
1: Uh, Lee's in Manhattan. What's up, Lee?
3: Gentlemen. As always, a pleasure.
1: <clears throat> What's going
3: on, uh, man? Two things. I'll try to make them all as quick as possible. Actually, with several things. First of all, like Spike said at the, at the top of the show, we got a stubborn coach. Gordon, you made a statement earlier as it pertains to uh, a game that the Knicks should have won. I... I am not into this trap game thing. Okay? The trap game was the Charlotte. The trap game was supposed to be tonight. Let's think in terms of March Madness. March Madness is in the NCAA. March Madness is in the NBA. Okay? Now, you gotta make Tibbs somewhat accountable. Okay? The game of the Knicks loss against Minnesota. Length is what beat them. But you got length sitting on your bench that you're not utilizing. What we've had in the past, which we don't have now, which is sitting on the bench, which I, need, which I feel needs to be utilized, and I'm going to say his name, and this may be <clears throat> the only solution, at least in my mind, that may get the rest of this team together is Derrick Rose. As far as tempo, been there, done this. Remember, you had Taj Gibson and you had Derrick Rose both on the same team at one time. And right now you have no leadership in the next locker room. Okay? And Tibbs needs to look further down his bench when it comes to playing offense, defense, giving your regulars a rest because come playoff time, and we hope that the Knicks, if they don't drop any further than six, because if they drop the seventh, they're going to have to win two games to get into the play-in. And for that matter, you need that experience in your locker room, on the floor, with tempo to say how far do you want to go otherwise unless Tibbs can find a way. To give his regulars a rest, the Knicks, no matter where they sit in the first round, may not make it through the first round. Have a good one, gentlemen.
1: All right, Lee. Thanks for the phone call. Um, Let's look at this. Let's talk about Derrick Rose. Gordon, it's clear to me that Derrick Rose is unable to play. I mean, let's face it. It's not that he's unhappy that he's not playing because he could have signed to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And he did not. And there were people who wanted him. There were teams that wanted him. He refused. He said he wants to stay with this team. Tom Thibodeau, and I've said this before, loves, loves Derrick Rose. He's like his loves son. Him. Yes. Loves him. Loves him. There'd be a lot of other people sitting down ahead of Derrick Rose if Derrick Rose was able to play. So let's put that aside. Derrick Rose is not able to play. And he is providing leadership, but I will grant you, when you're not playing, Gordon, it's not the same. It's not the same. When you're not playing, it's not received the same way. So he's he's doing what he can with working with the young guards and doing stuff like that in practices and, and of that nature. Um he's not gonna lengthen the bench. If anything, and you saw it tonight, he's in a situation where if he's not getting something from the bench, he's gonna pull the he's gonna pull the rug, the rug out from under you quicker than he normally would. Now, we'll see what happens in the next game. And if the bench plays better, once again, at one point they were outscored 34-14. So he wasn't really getting much from the bench. And that's why, as Allen pointed out, he needed, and you pointed out as well, Gordon, he needed much more from R.J. Barrett. Yeah. Because R.J. Barrett was supposed to be that can-do-it. All All right, really, Grimes was able to take up the slack for mm-hmm. Brunson with the starters. So Barrett needed to take up the slack for, for IQ with the bench guys. And he, he was just awful. He was just awful. There's no two ways about it, and so uh, I'm not willing to blame Tibbs. We could talk about the the bench thing. I mean, it's hard to criticize him, Gordon, when he went down to the nine and how well they have responded to it. It's just yeah. hard.
0: And it's Derek, hard. Ro- Derek Rose has played two minutes in yeah. 2023.
1: Yeah, he, he, he's, he's he played two go. minutes since
0: New Year's. Yeah, he can't go. He can't play. No, no. He can't play. If he could, he would. <laughs> Look, you can be critical of Tibbs, but I'm not going to just start throwing every single criticism at his feet. Uh, you know. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that he has instructed them how to close out on
1: three pointers. Yeah, if they don't do it, that's kind of on them. Yeah, that's on them. Now you could you could argue, okay, why, why didn't he give Sims or some length to match up in certain situations? Okay, I will grant you that maybe in certain situations, but right now he's riding with the folks that he he rides with. Mm-hmm. He's riding with those nine, and you know, even McBride I thought might get a little a little more extended time to give quickly some a break. But he wasn't able to give much in the in the. I don't think he was out there five minutes. That's I think, it's I think it long. was
0: five minutes. That's all it was, you know. Yeah. And so he
1: wasn't able to make a difference. And you know, like I said, they were being they were being lit up uh, by the by the Orlando Ben. So that didn't help. No, no. Uh, and look, if you want to, you know,
0: if it does turn out that the Knicks fade down the stretch, um, you know, Tibbs is going to be the one that catches the the. I mean, we've seen that huh. already. Yes. That he is, he's going to be in the crosshairs, you know? Oh, yeah. He pushed guys too hard during the regular season. They were out of gas at the end of the season. So I, all that's fair. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't think that I'm going to be blaming Tibbs for not going to uh,
1: Derek Rose tonight. No, you, you, you can't go to him. He's not available. He's really not available. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN.
0: You're listening to the best
3: of ESPN New York tonight.
1: ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. let head back to the phones. Jimmy is in Yonkers. Jimmy is next on 98.7.
4: Uh, correction, it's Jimmy is Staten Island. Hey, it, uh, Staten uh, Island. Good. What's going on? I last, I, last time we talked, I told you guys good morning. Um, <laughs> real quick, I just wanted to um, pick up from what we talked about last time when I called you a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly, um, I know Gordon said that, you know, it was too early to uh, pull the plug. And when I say pull the plug, meaning that I uh, sit those guys out. But, um, I mean, you can just tell today, like, Julius Randolph went, what, like 7 for 20 Th- Those guys look very tired. And um, I know a couple of callers, they mentioned it earlier. Um you know, you know, we want to refer more to the bench, and I know Tibbs is not going to do it.
3: Mm-hmm. But um,
4: I honestly just feel like right now they, they're they're a lot for the fifth seed, or you know they were they might get the sixth seed. You understand? If you can avoid the playing, I definitely you know I'm definitely all for it. But those guys need a rest because now what it is is going to trickle down over to the playoffs, and then now we're going to be saying in a couple in a couple weeks we're going to be saying well those guys should have rested. So, um, you know, I just want to get your opinion on that now, Gordon. You mentioned it earlier. You said it was too early, but now, what's your opinion? How do you feel about that? And uh, last thing, um, Larry, how do you feel about this kid from uh from Kansas State? He's from New York, man. He's a, he looks he looks really really good. Uh, the kid Noel, man. New York Magic is really always happening. March Madness. So, uh, you guys have a good night, and uh, thank you.
1: All right, Jimmy. Thanks for the phone call. I'll answer first, and we'll let Gordon handle his question. Um, listen, he he looks real good. There's no question about it. He looks very good, but I'll say this: uh, I've seen a lot of guys look good in in the tournament, and then you, that next level is a little different. <laughs> it's a little different. But right now, he's very entertaining. He has a really good game. Really good game. Well, the the rest issue is not really an issue
0: in that they're not going to address it. There's no set of circumstances where Tom Thibodeau is going to say, "You know what? These guys are tired." There's eight <laughs> games left in the season. Let's give some guys a day off. <laughs> now they have some time off. They're off until Monday. And in fairness, like if if they are, if they have been worn out by this part of the season, then I think the damage is already done. Like just giving them an extra day here or there after a long season. I don't know if that's going to be enough to kind of get their legs back under them. And it's, it's not something that they're going to do anyway. It's not within the range of possibilities with Tom Thibodeau as your coach. So Rest up. You got off until Monday. You know the deal. You knew the deal going in. This is the business we've chosen, as they say in The
1: Godfather, mm-hmm. and make it work. Can you imagine Leon Rose sitting down with Tom Thibodeau and say, "Let's yeah. discuss load management." Mm. <laughs> Julius is uh, is is tired. Logging in lots
0: of minutes. I Mark see. Uh-huh. So they why don't we why don't we have him sit out a
1: couple of games? Yeah. You know. Okay.
0: No, I don't I don't think that's going no. to happen.
1: No. There's no odds on the board in Vegas. <laughs> no.
0: No, I cannot
1: find that one on FanDuel, Larry. No. It doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Dante's in Queens. What's up, Dante?
2: Hey, what's up guys? Thanks for taking my call. You know, it's it's really sad just watching this team implode. And if they drop down to the play in, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't have confidence that they can even make the playoffs. You know, they just look well, if they drop down to
0: seven. They just have to win one game to be in the playoffs. And uh, they, get two uh, chances
4: they don't to even look like game. they can do that right now. It's, 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 it's just awful.
0: Oh, come on. I, I would you know, hope that Dante, they can do that. Being a, I mean, look, tonight was an indefensible. I'm not telling you it's not. But now are we are we starting to get a little doom saying here, like thinking that they're not only are they going to drop down to seven, but they can't even win one game in two chances at seven.
2: You, you you would hope so. And uh, another um, thing I wanted to mention, another um, an NBA point and one Jet point. I, I felt like okay, everybody talks about load management and guys taking off at the wrong time. All the one thing that would help th- those issues stop these stupid back to backs. For for God's sakes, the season starts in basically the second week of October. So what, what psychological sense does it make
1: for you to still have back-to-backs? It, it, it's stupid. It's fascinating. It's It's money-making. You know? <laughs> Thanks for the call, Dante. It's all about the money. It's all about having more games, Gordon. It's all about the money. It's all about the money. Yep. That's what,
0: look, at the end of the day, these are not sports. They're not leagues. They're businesses.
1: They're entertainment ne- businesses. Yeah, never, Never. ever, ever mistake that. Jimmy's in Yonkers. Hey, Jimmy, you're next on 98.7. Hey, fellas, how you doing? Can you
5: guys hear me okay?
0: We got you, Jimmy.
5: Okay, I heard there was Jimmy from Yonkers and then he was from Style. I just want to make sure. First off, I want to say thank you guys so much. I used to listen to you guys every day on my evening commute. I had to switch to the morning commute, so I have to listen to you via podcast so I don't have the same uh, situation. So I've got two things to say. First thing is, I 100% agree with Allen. R.J. Barrett has to step it up. But I think the one thing that Knicks fans and New York fans in general have to realize is R.J. Barrett is 22 years old. 22 years old. So I understand that we need to be a playoff team. We need to be successful. But the kid is still a kid. That's the first thing I want to say. The second thing I want to say is off topic Mm -hmm. and it's relating to Lamar Jackson. And what I don't understand is that teams are not pushing him the way that I think they should. If you're a team like the Colts that are picking fourth overall and you don't know what you're going to get when you're sitting at number four. And I understand if you, if you, if you sign him, you have to give up two first round picks. What's stopping a team like the Colts from trading the number four pick back down to the number 20 to 25 to 30 range, collecting a heap of second and third round picks, there's no obligation for them to say, okay, well, uh, now I I pick at number four, I have to give you the number four. What's stopping them from trading with the Giants and the Giants taking the the D tackle from Georgia? And and this is just an example, but they trade back.
1: Well, here's the issue, Jimmy. Here's the issue when it comes to Lamar Jackson, and thanks for the phone call. The issue is, A, he wants guaranteed money. So there are plenty of teams who are interested in Lamar Jackson, but he wants guaranteed money, which means all of his salary will be guaranteed. Yeah. A. Guaranteed B, contract. Guaranteed contract. B, the franchise inkling that they put on him, Gordon, they could Baltimore can still match and you get nothing. Yep. Those are the reasons why you haven't seen a large market for him. Because of the, the 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 tag that they put on, it. And, and I'm not I'm not
0: money. sure if what Jimmy was saying there is true. Whether or not you can trade your pick, trade down into the twenties, and then still use that pick, I'm not positive no, I don't think you can
1: about do that. that. Yeah, I'm not I don't think positive do that about either. that.
0: But even if you could, let's say you could, mm-hmm. you have to guarantee his, co- his contract, and he's going to be looking for Deshaun Watson type money.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He wants. I mean, he he. And in fairness, he kind of deserves. I think he's better than Deshaun Watson. Watson. He's won an MVP.
1: Yeah. Oh, man.
0: And you could go through those hoops, as you said. And I think this is why a lot of teams have not gone down that road, because they think that at the end of the day, the Ravens are just
1: going to match it anyway. Yeah. And you'll be sitting with no quarterback. That's (laughs) the answer! Yeah. Thank you, Don. Uh, And listen, I know RJ Barrett's 22, but – he got he paid. Has, he has improved every year. Yeah. He got his big money contract this year. Absolutely. And, Gordon, I thought that he was playing with the weight of that contract. He still may be playing with the weight of that contract on his shoulder. But at least over the for the past couple of weeks, during those 15 games that Han alluded to, he was pretty good for, a, a, for a four or five of those games where you started to see him come out of it. So you thought that we were on a roll with him, right? You thought that we could – Get a little momentum, and he would go right yeah. into the postseason. And he had, he ran up the rails tonight.
0: He's been very inconsistent all year. And this idea—he's only twenty. He was the third pick in the draft. Yeah, I mean, come on. He, he's yeah. gotten paid. It's not—he's not a rookie. He's not a second-year player. So, uh, yeah, I mean, no. And nobody's asking him to carry the weight of the franchise. No. We're asking him to step up his game because we're we're down a star and you're kind of our third star. Yep. I don't think that that's – and it's
1: it's not even just stepping up. He was terrible tonight. Yeah, he was awful (laughs) on both sides of the ball. Yeah. (laughs) He couldn't score. He couldn't defend. He was bad. He was bad. It's like we've seen this before. Speaking of seeing things before, Gordon, let's do the rewatchable movie bracket when we come back. On 98.7 ESPN.
0: You're listening to the best of ESPN New
3: York tonight.
0: Oh, you know that music mm-hmm. means it's time for the rewatchable movie bracket Larry just to recap quickly uh the matchups from last night pretty much all chalk uh, back to the future jaws major league moves on but we had our closest vote I think ever in the rewatchable movie bracket Scarface really? beat Raiders of the Lost Ark 50.9 to 49.1 wow came right down to the wire So, we're going to do two brackets tonight. We'll do them quick, eight matchups in all. Let's start with region number three, the number one seed still there, which is, of course. But I'm telling you, these
1: walls are funny. First, you hate them, then you get used to them. Enough time passes, you get so you depend on them. That's institutionalized.
0: Yes, of course. Red from Shawshank, and they will take on the number nine.
1: All
0: right, and that's the hangover. So that one's going to be a very interesting matchup. I'll just give you the other matchups because we're doing two regions tonight. Not to draw this out too long because I know a lot of people still want to talk next. The other matchups in region number three. It will be the number four, My Cousin Vinny, very uh, disputed number four seed. My Cousin Vinny against the number 12 seed, Wedding Crashers. It will be uh, Braveheart, the number six, against the 14, Home Alone. They're like the Princeton of this region. (laughs) And then the number two in this uh, region, this bracket, the Dark Knight. Oh, a big favorite, the Dark Knight taking Mm. on Anchorman. So now we'll move over to region number four where the number one seed in region number four is still around. And just to remind you, it is... Did you order the Code Red? You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. That was not Tibbs after the game talking to Julius Randle. I just want you to know. Know that, of course, is A Few Good Men. That's the number one seed. It'll take on the number nine uh, Iron Man. And then the rest of region number four, it will be a casino taking on Catch Me If You Can. Elf takes on a Bronx Tale. And the Departed Larry takes on Step Brothers. So those are Hmm. your two brackets for tonight. Eight matchups in all. The voting is now open
1: on Twitter. At Hardesty, ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPNNY98 underscore 7FM. Vote, 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 vote. Get back to the phones. one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. 919 3776 Mark is in
6: Long Island. What's up, Mark? Hey, Larry. Thanks for taking my call. How are you doing? Well? I'm doing uh, great, man. What's happening? Um, great, great. I just want to comment on the mix a little bit. Uh-huh. I'm a little down after this last mix last, and I just want to hear your opinion. My my take is that uh, the, the, the coach is very stubborn and stiff-necked. I mean, you know, Brunson is out. You know, you would think that Deuce McBride, who's played very well when he gets some minutes, that he would get some playing time. You know, he got six minutes tonight, and um, you know, quickly was was the, the one who played most of the point guard minutes. And it's the same thing over and over. Um, um, you know, when Deuce don't, when Deuce doesn't play, you know, these 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 games, you know. The Knicks a struggle or they lose. You know, I mean, he's a legitimate point guard, um, but I know that quickly is his guy. But quickly is not really a point guard. He just he can shoot, but he's not really a point guard. And um, you know, it was last year it was Burks. This year, as quickly as the backup. So, um, I you know, once again. You know, it's the same. It's the same thing happening with this coach. He got his nine-man rotation, and and you know, Deuce is not not getting much game time, and it makes him suffering. And I think there's something else going on other than just being tired. I think they're also in have some emotional thing going on with them and the coach. So I just want to hear your take on it, and you know, to hear what you have to say.
1: All right, Mark. Thanks for the phone call. I look. Uh, Deuce McBride, you're right, has played well in spots. He really has. He's improved. I just think in the situation tonight, he didn't give them what they wanted, what Tibbs was looking for in the minutes that he had him on the bench. Now, uh, had him off the bench on in the game. Now, you could argue that he could have gone back to him for a couple of minutes and given quickly a, a, a blow, Gordon, uh, but I think he was relying on R.J. Barrett to take up most of those minutes and he gave RJ a couple of opportunities to do that. And Gordon, he just didn't do it. So, um, that, that put him in a situation with McBride where, and the other thing too is Orlando's a little bigger. So there was a size matchup issue as well. Look, McBride has played well in spots. McBride does deserve to get more minutes. I thought he was going to get more minutes tonight considering that Brunson was out, and that's when he was that guard coming off the bench. But I guess Tibbs didn't like what he saw from him tonight, along with a bunch of other people that played for the Knicks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I I mean, guys, you're asking an awful lot to think that an extra six or seven minutes for for McBride is all of a sudden going to tell you the difference in this game. I mean, the Knicks were trailing the entire second half.
1: Yep. Yeah, they were.
0: They had a furious rally in the third quarter to draw even, and then as soon as they got even, they ran out of gas and, and gave up, what was it, 13-4 to 4 runs. So, yeah, 13-5. I, I know we, we yeah. want to kind of find ways to, to get it back to the coach. It's, it's kind of on the players. Like, the players did not
1: come ready to play tonight. It's the players. And, Gordon, here's the thing that we have to understand, right? And we can't lose sight of it. And you and I have talked about this and talked about this and talked about this is because they are who they are. This is the team, mm-hmm. okay? Have they overachieved in a lot of situations? Absolutely. Have they played well? Yeah. Have they punched above their weight, Gordon? Absolutely. We did mm-hmm. not expect this Nick team to be a five no. seed. All right? So really what happens is they have to be playing on all cylinders for them to achieve what they've achieved. Are, am I saying they're not? Am I saying they're not a, a a great team? They're a very good team, but every once in a while, you have a slim margin for error, and this team has been really good because Jalen Brunson has been unbelievable, and because he's been unbelievable, he has masked a lot of the errors and problems that this team has. He's made Julius Randle to be a much better player than he was last year. He's made other players, forwards, and guards be much better than they were last year. Uh, without him, they're a different team. And I think part of that situation is when you, when you, when you think you have to do more offensively, Gordon, then it presses you defensively, right? Because what does Clyde always say? Your best offense is a good defense. And so what happens with them is they're pressing. All oh, right, I got to score. I got to do much more. And when you do more than what you're supposed to do, it doesn't work all the time, Gordon. It just doesn't. So I think a lot of this is the Knicks being who they really are. This They're not as good as they were when they beat Denver, and they're not as bad as they are when they were tonight. They're somewhere in between.
0: And it also shows for for all the conversation about Cleveland and the four seed and can they get to four, this is kind of where they belong. They belong with the, the Nets. Have these kind of losses. The the Heat have had these kind of losses all season. They've been very inconsistent all year. So, yep. it's now what do they have? Seven games left. Eight games left. It's an eight game season to see if uh-huh. you can be better than those two teams. That's right. And
1: if you're not, you don't deserve. Oh geez. It. <laughs> jeez, jeez, you're please. not. You don't deserve it. Yeah. If you're not, but I'm not willing to. <laughs> I'm not willing to say they're the worst team in the NBA yet either. No. No. All right, and I I understand. Once again, we talked about this. I understand the nervousness. I understand you you are waiting for this shoe to drop. Okay, you're waiting, and oh here here we go. This is it. No, no, they're not. They'll be okay. They will make the postseason. I don't think they will need the plan. They'll make the postseason, and after that, it's then that's when the pressure turns on Tom Thibodeau, Gordon, because in the postseason, that's when coaching really starts. That's when it really starts. When teams know what you're going to run, like they know what the Knicks are going to run anyway. But, I mean, teams know what you're going to run, and you see the same team night after night after night after night. That's when the coaches earn their money in the NBA. That's when they do it because they have to come up with different game plans and different things to try to run something that looks like what they normally run, but it's something else. That's when they earn their money. So we'll see what happens. The Knicks have two
0: goals that they have to accomplish the rest of the way. they got to finish at five. And they have to be far more competitive in whatever playoff series they play this year than they were two years ago, because if it if it's a replay of that, if it's a replay of the Hawks series and and Randall's uh, you know has a nightmare series and the Knicks are not really competitive outside of one game, well then you're, it's going to feel like you know what we've been we we had this amazing year, but what did it mean? It didn't mean anything. It's it's kind of a fluky thing. But the first things first, they got to wrap up five and they got to
1: take care of business. It would be tragic because this team is better than that
0: team. Yes, they're a more
1: talented team than they were two years ago. This team is much better than that team. Much better. We'll wrap up the show with your calls and a couple of uh, odds and ends on 98.7 ESPN.
0: You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight.